Take my hand Take my little hand Walk with me And if you can Understand I didn't plan For this road I'm on But here I stand Hello, you are listening to the Sweet Baby O podcast. I'm Lynn Browder and I have a 10-year-old son, Owen, who has autism. And I um, have been writing about our journey for many, many years now. And I write about the daily life that we live, our uh, challenges and our uh, successes and and things that we're working on and, and just our daily life. Uh, it's uh, a lot about my emotions, a lot about Owen's emotions, and, and how we kind of work together to get through those and, and trying to figure out ways to have him learn new skills and me learn new skills and, and finding ways to cope with the different processes we go through and different emotions that we both have. Uh, the journey is, is just part of the story and part of our adventure and part of our life. Uh, I always say that, you know, our life is not necessarily easy to explain, but the love sure is. And so over the years, I've done a couple different uh, podcasts and radio shows, so I thought that I would start the podcast again. And so I'm here to kind of talk about uh, Owen and I and get this thing started. So I appreciate everyone being on the journey with us. And uh, you can um, visit my website, which is sweetbabyo.com. You can also see me on Facebook. I have the Sweet Baby O page. And we also have our Sweet Baby O Designs page. Uh, a few years ago, I uh, started painting with Owen. A friend of mine encouraged uh, me to paint. And I have done lots of crafts over the years, but painting just wasn't one of those things that I did. It, I always thought, you know, I can never paint. I'm not going to be a painter. There's just nothing, you know, I'm just not that great at it. I, I can't do perfect paintings. Well, I started out painting with Owen, for Owen, and I can tell you right now that it has given me more than I think it has given Owen. Uh, it just is such a blessing to be able to do this with my son. Uh, I've been painting every day for about four years now and him uh, every few days. It just depends on, on the week and, and what we're doing, but he helps me paint the backgrounds with a hand over hand method. Um, depending on the day and, and how we're working on things, um, I'll hold different parts of his hand very lightly and let him go through the motions uh, and then I paint the rest of our paintings. Um, he has a hard time with fine motor skills. Like he can hold a utensil. Um, he's getting much better at that, but it's hard for him to kind of scoop things on there, like cutting something, like cutting meat or cutting different, um, any, anything like that, it would be hard. And then scooping up uh, things as well. 
So we're working on that and uh, writing his name or coloring in, uh, you know, something. It's, that is also kind of hard for him. And so just kind of working through those um, fine motor skills, finding new ways to build hand strength for him and being able to work on some of those core skills, that's what led me to start painting with him. Uh, but now um, it's a daily journey for me and I am so thankful to be sharing it with him, uh, looking at those backgrounds and, and seeing every you know stroke that we take together and, and painting that and then being able to complete the process with all of my emotions through the day. Uh, I can't tell you how many times there's tears that are just in that paint because of what we've gone through and whether it be his accomplishments or challenges that we've faced in that day it's right there on that canvas and it's right there in our journey and our story and it's just been another outlet for me to be able to share our story and you know Owen has overcome so many challenges and, and so many you know breakthroughs on, on just milestone after milestone and you know the the doctor said that he might not talk well, when I heard that, I, I told Owen, he was still very, very young when he was diagnosed with autism, I said, you will find a way to talk. You have to find a way to talk. You need to be able to express your emotions and things like, you know, whether his socks were uncomfortable to him in his tennis shoes, that, that was something that always like weighed heavy on my heart because I wanted him to be able to tell me what he needed out of life, what he needed for that moment, what he needed for the day. And so I just kept telling him that he was amazing and he could talk and we had to find other ways for him to voice his emotions, his feelings, his ideas. <clears throat> and so I would tell him just kind of rearrange the thoughts in your mind, find a way to talk. And not only does he talk, but he talks in numerous languages. I can't even begin to tell you how many languages he talks in. I can't ask him what languages he knows because he doesn't really process it like that. But he can say, I want chocolate milk in German and French and Japanese and Chinese and Arabic and just Italian and anything that Siri and Alexa can translate into, he is teaching himself how to talk in. Um, it, it just amazes me how much he's taught himself. When he was very little, he would watch uh, Disney on YouTube, uh, different shows like in all of the languages. And I always wondered if he thought it was one big language or if he understood those were individual languages. Well, I still don't really know, but I know that if I say, say I want chocolate milk in French, he can just say, I want chocolate milk in French. And so I'm not really sure that he even still understands how many languages he knows or that it's even amazing that he knows all of these languages, uh, but he knows tons of them and he'll put the TV on one language, the closed caption in a second language, and then be talking to me in English or singing in a third language or whatever he's doing. He has conversations with Alexa and Siri in different languages or he'll just randomly be singing. And it's truly amazing how much he can 
just you know flow from one to to the to another and i just i i beam with such you know pride and, and i'm so proud of his accomplishments because he has truly taught himself how to say these things and you know he he came from not being able to talk and not being able to meet some of those early milestones and as as a mom you know that's i i just i didn't know how to handle a lot of those situations i just knew that i had to be there for my son i had to encourage him to find his voice find it in any way shape or form and i just wanted to provide him with the tools and and let him know that it was possible that he could do this early on he was uh, dairy and gluten free um, within a few days of taking him off of dairy he was able to pull letters out of a box and say those letters uh, it was still kind of you know hard to hear some of the sounds he didn't quite get any of them um, you know exactly the letter it was but to be able to go from one to the next that in itself was just this huge accomplishment and over the years he's been working and working and working and he used to bring the tablet to me and wanted me to use my voice to use the voice option with YouTube or, or different applications on his tablet so that I could pull up a video for him well he'll still do that occasionally but now he uses his voice to go through and find those videos and not only does he find them in english he finds them in french and dutch and uh, uh, just all of them german just so many things now and i just still am amazed at, at how far he's come and just blessed beyond i i thank god all the time for his accomplishments and where he has grown from and where he's going with his life some of the things that you know we we work on daily are are his his behavioral aspects as well um, he has some things where he is very repetitive and he has to talk about certain things or uh, there are things like oh we're back on bananas um, bananas used to cause huge meltdowns um, i thought we were through this and then the last couple days he has gotten back to worried about the banana uh, they would a bunch would be fine but if he saw a single banana he would then go into a meltdown where he was on the floor crying for hours and this went from where he would be holding a banana eating a banana just fine and then within a few months of that the banana then caused this huge meltdown but yet he will watch uh, videos about bananas there's this challenge that parents were to give their child a banana for christmas young you know a toddlers um, small kids and see how they reacted he loves watching those videos he loves watching videos uh, and uh, about these characters different ones that you know are monkeys and and they uh, bananas and all of this stuff but yet 
he sees one banana in real life and that causes a huge meltdown for him. Uh, but yet he still likes the flavor of bananas. Like if I've put it in something, banana breads or, or different things like that, he still likes the flavor of a banana. But in the last couple of days, he has been concerned uh, about having bananas in my house again. He um, had to check our trash last night before he went to bed to make sure there was no bananas in our trash. And, you know, when I, I think about this, and it's, it's one of those things that a banana isn't something that is just so obscure that he won't necessarily see someone out with eating a banana or there that could cause a meltdown. So it was something we were trying to, um, with his therapist and his teachers, to kind of get him past that. And here we are, years after I thought we were kind of over the banana stage, he's back to cycling through it. And that's how he reacts to a lot of these behaviors. Uh, he's also right now, he wants the entire world literally to be in blue jeans he gets very upset when he sees other people that are not in blue jeans some days it's okay some days he can kind of get past it some days it causes him to cry and again we're working through this with his teachers and his therapist and his behavioral specialist and his doctor and you just have to kind of breathe through those moments and and all I, I think about sometimes is how incredibly hard it is that my, my son has to see the world in this particular way and he just needs people to, to be in those blue pants, in those certain colors. And I can imagine the, the noise in, as he's walking through something or, or he's you know, going to process why someone's not in blue pants. He gets very concerned when we're getting ready to leave our house and if I'm not in blue pants or he's not in blue pants. And, you know, we, again, we're working through these things with him, but it's, it's when do you push the envelope? When do you go through it and try to get him past something when all you're doing is, is changing your clothes and he's not trying to control me he's trying to control in in my mind what he sees in the world and how he can kind of you know maneuver through the process and so i'm still trying to learn what's helping my son and and what's you know really hard on my son and and what i can do to make it easier for him to be able to walk out our door without having those crisis moments those meltdowns uh, I breathe sometimes. I have to take that breath and remind myself that I can't control every situation and I can't change everything about the world and what we see. But I also know that when I do walk out that door, it's hard on my son. And even when I stay inside with my son, thinking him, him worried about a banana in my trash can, he, you know, we haven't had bananas in the house for several weeks and he just decided that he was worried or upset about that banana. 
And so, yeah, we, the wrong word can also cause him to go into that meltdown. And so as the overthinker that I am, I have to you know, wonder what I can say, what I can do, what I can process myself to be able to push him forward on those things that are just causing him so much grief and, and so much, um, I, you know, I, I, I lack the words to even explain how much it is for him. And, and so I just kind of take a breath and then help him take those breaths. And I, I'm trying to get him to learn to breathe through the moments and, and kind of take those big breaths, know that we are working together to get through those moments and that he can express his feelings, express his motion, emotions, and just move forward on them. And moving forward sometimes is not as easy as it sounds. But I remind him all of the time that we are a team and we have to work together to get through this. You know, it, it's one of those things that sleep is such an important part of this journey. And that is one of the things that he has had an incredibly hard time with throughout the years. And the last few nights, uh, he's slept till almost five or around five. And that is huge. <laughs> that is huge. And a lot of times when he wakes up, he still comes to me and he calls his bed the blue bed and my bed the white bed. His bed has a blue tent over it and I tried every which way to be able to try to kind of create a calmer environment for him in his room. And my bed he calls the white bed because I have white comforter. And so he would always come to me and tell me when he wakes up that he is going back to the blue bed. Well, most of the time that meant he was going to get his tablet and not going to back to his bed and turning the tablet and the TV up as loud as possible, uh, but not going actually back to bed. And just in the last few days, he's actually been going directly to his tablet, sitting in the living room. I still hear him. I still know that it's quite on because he likes the volume very loud. But at least he's kind of processing through now that he doesn't necessarily have to tell me when he's getting up or, or when he's doing something. He's kind of starting to figure out some of those things. He still comes to me and he'll still go through and he wants help with different things on his tablet um, and, and that's fine. Uh, but I'm glad to see that he's kind of going through the process and, and learning the steps. You know, one of the things that's important to me is getting him to be able to be independent in some capacities because he needs to be able to know go to the bathroom on his own he needs to be able to find milk pour milk pour you know his cereal or get his cereal and those are all stages that 
we aren't even close to. I mean, uh, yes, mostly he goes to the bathroom on his own, but he still needs help with that. There's still, still lots to even <laughs> think about there. But, you know, the, the process of him, I, I get so excited for him when he goes to the refrigerator, gets the carton of milk out, and he unscrews the lid. From there, I try to get to him as quickly as possible because um, he quite he hasn't quite figured out how to pour the milk into his cup. But he now is actually cleaning up some of the messes that he makes when he like spills his milk or he spills his food. But he doesn't understand how to tear paper towels off the paper towel holder. So he then will pull the paper towels from one side of the kitchen across to the table with about six, eight, ten uh, of them kind of dragging behind. And then the paper towel holder now goes down to the floor and he then cleans up his mess. But I, I kind of have to like look at that as huge progress because he doesn't quite understand that there's another section to it where he needs to tear those towels off. But just the thought process from being able to go from one section to the next and being able to know that he is going through the motions and, and learning that independence of being able to clean up a mess without screaming about the mess. He gets very, very, very upset when water gets someplace or he spills his milk or something drops. He immediately will start screaming uh, and he, uh-oh, uh-oh, and his feet beat against the ground and you can just see the, the you know, uh, sadness uh, wash over his face and so for him to have gone from there even just as a few weeks ago to being able to now get the paper towels and clean up or start to wipe up a mess that's huge that's huge progress and and so it's just amazing to kind of watch his thought process, his way of dealing with things. And, you know, queen of overthinker, I, I go through the motions of how can I make any of these steps, all of these steps easier for my son. So looking at that, I, I try to kind of see where he's at. And now, uh, you know, it may take a whole paper towel roll, but that's one of the activities that I think we should work on is, is taking, a roll of paper towels and and now I even see where I'll need to um, put like a, a regular hand towel out for him um, easier where he can just kind of grab that and show him how that would necessarily work so it's it's a learning process for me it's a, a growing process for him and together again we will work through all of these moments but I always tend to just look at that and, and say, okay, what steps do I need to take? What 
ways can I make this easier on him, easier on me? And, you know, I always said I never baby-proofed my house, never, because he didn't have the, the skills or he didn't want to open any cabinets or any doors. Um, and then, you know, it, things keep changing. And now I am completely having to go through and, and make sure things are closed and make sure things that he might think are interesting aren't available for him to even consider. I have to make sure that everything is just put away. And this is all something that I never really considered before because he never worried about it. He never thought about it. And and now even like things in the bathroom with um, the water, I'm trying to figure out how to um, get the water uh, like in the sink where he he will take the um, faucet the handle and he pushes it all the way back and then he pulls it really quick forward and turns it off and turns it on and turns it off and he's got it so it like is is loose now because of the way he's handled it so i'm looking at ways to kind of help him with that and like an automatic faucet the thing is when when i think through all of these things it's it's a process for me even because I don't want him to not be able to have that ability when he goes someone someplace else to be able to turn on a faucet, but I want him to be able to have the abilities to be able to, you know, go to the bathroom without worrying about whether the water is on or off. And so I, I think an automatic faucet, is that a better thing? Is that what I should do? And I spin my wheels sometimes trying to determine what I should focus on. And that's you know, where I kind of have to keep pushing myself to, to learn and, and you know, go with the process and know that everything is going to be okay. We're both growing, we're both learning, and we're just going through the motions together. We are a team, that's, that's the thing, thick and thin, through and through, we are this team. It's, you know, as a parent, uh, the, the things that I thought I was going to be able to do or what I, I, you know, learned about and the processes I went through, I'm still growing in this moment and I'm still trying to figure it out and it's an emotional, emotional journey for me because what I thought would be something that Owen might want to do. Uh, sometimes that's just about me and not about what my son wants and not about what my son can handle. Some things just like going to the park. Some days that's too much for him. Some days that is just too overwhelming for him. And so I have to realize what my expectations are versus what his expectations are. And that's the challenge sometimes for me because you know, as, as the parent, I want to give him the world. I want to provide him with all of these different moments. But I have to realize that I have to respect his emotions and what he can process. And that's, that's kind of where I'm at sometimes is, is trying to figure out the, the middle road, the, the right road for both of us to be able to kind of get through a lot of these different things.
So today, that's, that's my goal, is to, to keep finding ways to help Owen and I grow in this you know, world and, and learning through each day, each adventure, each challenge, each accomplishment, what we can do to succeed and grow tomorrow. When you look at our um, pages, you can kind of see, you know, the adventures that we've been on and, and the different things that we work on. And please, again, visit our uh, Sweet Baby O page or on Facebook, Sweet Baby O or Sweet Baby O Designs. And at the beginning of the podcast, and you'll hear the rest of it here at the end, you're hearing the song Down This Road. Uh, when I originally started doing a podcast, this was a song um, that Marcus Oglesby uh, from the band Creek Don't Rise, he created the song, um, wrote the song uh, for us, and it's about our journey with autism. And so please enjoy that. and and. Uh, go to Facebook and look up Creek Don't Rise and, and the band and, and you'll, you'll really enjoy them. So thank you so much for listening to our first new podcast. And uh, let me know if you have any suggestions you'd like to hear me talk about or things that you'd like to know about. I'd be happy to, to share more about our journey. So thank you so much for listening to the Sweet Baby O podcast. Have a great day. Life ain't always what we thought it would be Sometimes heavy is the load I won't give up on you Don't give up on me Take my hand down this road Take my hand down this road And understand, I understand You don't understand the way I am When you cry and I don't know why make you smile when you cry where this road will lead nobody knows just come with me and let's see just how far it goes take my hand Take my little hand Walk with me And if you can Understand I didn't plan For this road I'm on But here I stand Life ain't always what we thought it would be Sometimes heavy is the load I won't give up on you Don't give up on me
give up on me Take my hand Down this road Take my hand Down this road Take my hand 